The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always happy to have you along for the ride. Nathan Miller is our producer. He is at the board again today. We are going to talk with a combination of love and some sadness because some leading lights of car culture, that's the phrase I like to use, those leading lights have been dimmed during 2022. They are famous in some circles, otherwise famous anyway. We're going to talk about their impact on the world of automotive enthusiasm and who better to discuss that with and to get the inside story from than Mark Green of Cars Yeah fame. So let's go ahead and take our break. And when we come back, we shall remember. This is American Road Trip Talk, and we will be right back. Avoid the crush at the big name stores this season and instead give your friends and loved ones the gift of authenticity from our locally owned stores and boutiques in Oregon's Mount Hood Territory. From the fashionista to the artist and the outdoor adventurer to the voracious reader, our communities will have everything you need to finish that shopping list, all tax-free of course. Visit mounthoodterritory.com slash shopping to find your shop opportunities and support local. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. Kids studying in college, drinking too much caffeine, overloading on these energy drinks, they end up in the hospital. Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water, co-created with my uncle, Dr. Henry Heimlich, creator of the Heimlich Maneuver, who said, Anson, Alert Drops will save more lives than the maneuver. Whether you are driving, whether you are studying, whether you're just a tired mom, whenever you need to be alert, get Alert Drops. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. It's scientifically proven. It's doctor approved. Again, it's natural. It's been honored by the United States Congress. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. Adventure, history, and beauty all await you on the Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes, while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Mark Green is the founder, CEO, producer, and host of Cars Yeah, a a five-day-a-week podcast and weekly television show. Mark is a dedicated automotive enthusiast and lifelong entrepreneur as well, who started his first business when he was all of 14 years old. 
He spent 11 years at a San Diego design firm as a creative director and account executive. He then joined a startup automotive product supplier, and he spent over 20 years helping build Griot's Garage, first as the VP of marketing and merchandising, and then as the president of the company, overseeing their two locations before leaving to create his Cars Yeah brand. And so we welcome once again our good buddy, Mark Green. How are you doing today, Mark? Gary, I'm doing very well. A little wet up here in the Pacific Northwest, but that's what it does up here. That's why our trees are so big. Absolutely. I was going to say that's the headline. There's some rain in the Pacific Northwest. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing. We had a glorious summer and spectacular October with the leaves changing and it was dry and nice. Uh, But now the grass is happy again. So uh, we're we're on to that part of our life. But I've kind of gotten used to it after the past 28 years. It's uh, actually kind of refreshing. I'm quite sure, having lived in the Seattle area 21 years myself, just an extraordinary jewel of a place on this earth. Mark, you mentioned the leaves turning and fall is with us. We're in the heart of the fall and there are legends, as it were, of the fall. We mix nostalgia with pride, with love, with compassion and understanding regarding people who have left us in 2022, but they didn't leave entirely like someone might be extinguished like a candle they left a legacy and there are names we want to pay homage to and to make sure that we give them their just desserts as we discuss those who have passed on this year in car culture i i take it mark that it's a tight-knit community people know most everybody else and like any industry, they talk about who's in, who's out, who's up, who's down, and who has passed on deserving of a eulogy. And I'm so glad that you're the man who is here to do that with and for us. Well, thank you. You know, when you inter- interview as many people as I do, I've interviewed over 2,200 people now on Cars, yeah? Inevitably, we will lose some of these folks. But the great thing about podcasting is we preserved their voice. And I've lost guests over the years, and I always do a in-memoriam type show. This year, we've lost 10 people that have been on my show. And I wanted to, and I appreciate you allowing me to take a chance to walk through some of these people's lives because they are quite uh, diverse. They're quite amazing. Uh, There's some wonderful stories. We could talk for a whole half hour on just one of these people quite easily. But if you'll indulge me, I'll run through this list. I hope we can get through everybody here because your show always goes by like an IndyCar race car when I'm here with you. Uh, But I'll take it away. Is that the plan? Please do. And if you want to do it in alphabetical order, so be it. Well, I'm going to do it in the order that we lost these people. And the first one would be Toto Lassley. Toto Lassley was the CEO of Speedcom Communications. He established that company back in 96 with offices in Florida and Spain because he was an immigrant. His family came here and he lived the American dream. His parents brought him here when he was a kid. He loved racing and he went into the racing business and created this company where they provide racers and teams with state-of-the-art products and accessories so that they could communicate from the car back to the teams during a races. Toto was also an active racer. He held many victories, including the 24 hours of Dubai and Barcelona and multiple podium finishes around the world. And as I said, he was a first generation immigrant. He was very proud of that. He said, nowhere in the world could my family have come from another country and could I have created the life and the legacy that I've created here. And sadly, we lost him at the beginning of the year another victim of COVID. So yeah, Mm. that was a tough one. He was a stellar guy. I mean, just wonderful guy. 
Russell Fleury is the next guest I'm going to talk about. Russell was one of the most highly respected consultants in corporate education today. He was the founder and CEO of Road Scholars International. It's a performance improvement firm specializing in coaching and automotive dealerships. What he would do is he would go into these high-end dealerships and teach the salespeople how to be better at their jobs. We all have had that experience. We go into a sales uh, office of a car dealership and we just come out feeling not so good because we feel like we've been taken advantage of. And these people, they don't know how we are. Well, he taught people how to be great salespeople and how to care for the customers. He worked with clients like Hyundai, Toyota, BMW, Mini Cooper, Ford, General Motors, Porsche, Ferrari, Maserati, even Freightliner, big truck companies, Harley Davidson. And, you know, he was an amazing guy. He started Road Scholars, which ended up being acquired by a very wealthy family that runs it today that build high-end, restore high-end Porsche cars. They have cars on the lawn all over the world. Russell became a good friend of mine. We had some relations. We had some actually some weird connections through these very unique Porsches that he owned and I owned. And sadly, again, we lost him to COVID. He was going to be a returning guest on my podcast in January. And he called and he said, Mark, I'm not feeling very good today. I think we need to wait a few weeks. I might have this COVID thing. And within about two weeks, we had lost him. And that's how fast uh, he he left us. But his legacy lives on. Every time I think of Russell, I smile. He was just a spectacular guy. Another Mark, one is, I'd like to I'd like yeah, to stop ahead. and ask a couple of questions yeah. uh, about Russell, for example, yes. uh, and that is Road Scholars International. Yeah. Very clever. Yes, yes, you can be a Road Scholar. <laughs> Yeah. Performance improvement firm specializing in coaching automotive dealerships in management, customer retention, and human resources. A very valuable man, to say the least. Yeah. What occurs to me about Russell Fleury is that he would represent the kind of executive or entrepreneur or even visionary who understands that brand loyalty counts for a great deal in American culture, especially yes. American consumer or cul uh, car culture, particularly. The idea that you go in and the sales team is there, maybe assuming that they're not going to see you again. You've walked onto the lot. They'll try to sell you what they can sell you. And then they really don't care whether you come back or not because they got their commission. The sale has right. been made. Yeah. And with someone like Russell Flurry, the brand loyalty concept needs to go not only throughout the make of car, throughout that corporate sector of the car culture, but throughout America because it represents one side of excellence. Yes. He thought of himself as the coach. In fact, everyone called him the coach. Uh, his son ended up coaching a major uh, league football uh, franchise here in the United States. But Russell was the coach. And I loved Russell because when I met him, I had left my previous job. I was trying to figure out what to do with my life. And he became a bit of a mentor for me, helped coach me through what I was thinking about doing this crazy idea of a podcast. He said, Mark, you need to go for this. And I'm so glad that I did. And um, again, I became friends with him. I would talk to him quite often. Uh, he was the coach. Russell was a fantastic guy. And he, he's trained so many people and left so many legacies. It's absolutely spectacular. Uh, another yeah. one is, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and I was going to say regarding Toto LaSalle, there, he is the face of the immigrant coming to this country yes. in yes. a way that may be understated to some degree. Here is the type of gentleman who is from another place, but he, like so many, including millions who do not get celebrated, 
he is the type of person who comes to America with a vision that at this point in human civilization, if you are a person of ideas and you have sufficient drive, here is the land where you can make your dreams happen as nowhere else on earth. Yes, his parents came here, worked extremely hard starting their own business so that they could put him through school and teach him all those entrepreneurial skills. And he took them forward and built up quite a legacy, quite a business that still exists today. So, yeah, Toto is another fantastic guy. Plus, he loved to race. I mean, he he lived the dream. He was living the dream. Uh, Mark Lambert. Uh, Mark Lambert was the owner of Lambert Auto, where he specialized in servicing and preserving cars, restoration, tour preparation uh, on American and European classics. He had over 40 years of experience, and he was an Indianapolis native. His grandfather owned a successful Ford-based dealership and a racing team in the 20s and 30s. Uh, his father taught him the value of driving and maintaining old cars, which he carried forward into his business. Uh, Lambert Auto is featured in the first of uh, Bill Berg's best-selling book, The Ultimate Garages and Mark. So he was featured in there because of what Mark Lambert created. Um, he was just an amazing guy. He brought cars to prestigious Concours events like Pebble Beach and the Elegance at Hershey. So again, another guy who took his passion for the automobile, created an entire life around it through working very hard but he was helping other people make their dreams come true by restoring cars. So another American dream, uh, another person sadly taken by COVID uh, early this year. So uh, really, really a tough one. You know, I want to mention Kurt Hooker because I met Kirk when I was doing my television show. He worked for Edelbrock, which was a famous aftermarket supplier for 50 years. I met him when I did a TV show there. I had him come back and be a guest on my show he was a lifelong automotive enthusiast who literally started at that company when he was a teenager, brushing a pushing a broom across the floor, ended up running a major part of their business, becoming a major part of their business. He was absolutely spectacular. And one of the things that was very endearing to me was just about a month ago, his son reached out to me and said, Mark, every month I go back to Cars Yeah podcast and I listen to my dad's show and I can hear my dad talking. I can hear his voice and it just warms my heart. And I can't thank you enough. I've had many people say that to me with people who we've lost, including one who lost a, a younger daughter, Barry McGuire. His daughter uh, passed away a few years ago and he and his wife always go and listen to his uh, his daughter's show on Cars Yeah so he could hear her voice. This is the great thing about preserving what I say, normal common people, not superstars, on a podcast is people can remember them that way. And I encourage people to do their own interviews of family members that are perhaps aging so they could have that as a history. Always a good idea. Barry Maguire, is that a pop culture reference? <laughs> well, Barry Maguire, Maguire's um, uh, car care business that's been around in this country forever. And his daughter um, was a guest of mine, the one I'm talking about. We lost her when she was in her 40s. And so uh, Barry and I become friends over the years because I worked in the car care industry like he did. So uh, yeah, we uh, we always see each other at the big SEMA show that just took place this week. Uh, so it's very cool. Another guest is Tim Considine. He was on the show twice. Tim 
uh, was a photographer, a producer, a racer, an author, a consultant. Uh, he was a two-term president of the Motor Press Guild, which is a very big, prestigious organization. Uh, it was the largest, or it is the largest automotive press association in the U.S. Uh, he anchored uh, the first live worldwide cybercast of the Indianapolis 500. Uh, he pioneered streaming audio internets for the 24-hour Le Mans. Uh, he received a, a award for an incredible book that he produced that took him I think it took him like 30 years to write these books. They're giant. Um, uh, twice around the clock, the Yanks at Le Mans. Um, and everybody listening will remember him if you're old enough uh, from his appearances on Spin and Marty on the Walt Disney original Mickey Mouse Club and on the TV series My Three Sons. He was the oldest son. He was one of the pairs of sneakers feature there in, yes. in the intro. <laughs> yeah, for us old guys, we, we remember that that funny thing, that funny illustration. But Tim, I got to know him as a friend as well. I got to know his son when I was doing my TV show. We shot an episode at his son's business. He has an incredible business for uh, creating uh, devices where you can sit and do animated driving for race car training and so forth. So Tim is another one that has some fame back to his childhood. He learned to drive on the Walt Disney's uh, campus of the first Disneyland uh, in a car that he bought. And he actually went racing under a fake name because his contract didn't allow him to race because they didn't want him to get hurt. So he would go racing under this false name. And uh, he was an amazing guy. Yeah, he was a great guy. And we speak of legacy. When you're on a show like My Three Sons, which was on enough seasons to easily qualify for syndication worldwide, actually, there are people yes. who know in minute detail the exploits of My Three Sons who live in Australia, native <laughs> Australian, just people around the world. And thank goodness for that. There's an evergreen quality to certain shows, and people will remember Tim Considine for that role. Now, yes, I'm a boomer, so I remember him. But people who are in their teens and 20s today, if they enjoy My Three Sons in syndication, they get to be part of that TV family, too. Well, they do. And uh, sadly, there's another TV member on this list. And I'll jump ahead because uh, Tony Dow, uh, Tony Dow, who we lost this year, sadly, to cancer. Uh, he was a film producer, a director, a television actor, a sculptor and a lifelong automotive enthusiast which you think, why do you have Tony Dow on Cars? Yeah, well, he loved cars. And you'll remember him for his role on the television sitcom, which is the longest running television show in the history of TV, Leave it to Beaver. Uh, he ran on primetime from 1957 to 63, but that show has been running ever since. So it continues on. Tony, of course, played uh, the eldest son of June and Ward uh, uh, be, uh, as Wally Cleaver, I should say his name. Uh, he was the wiser older brother for little... Theodore Beaver Cleaver. Um, he's appeared on numerous television shows. Uh, he was he worked in television for many years that people didn't know behind the scenes, producing and directing many, many TV shows. And he was an artist. He loved to sculpt things. He lived in near Malibu, California. Uh, many of his work you can still find today. You can buy it. Uh, and some of it is actually uh, in many venues, including at the Carousel de Louvre. Um, we lost him to cancer and he was wonderful to talk to because I watched those shows as a kid. He sounds exactly the same. So you can go back and listen to his show on Cars. Yeah. But yeah, Tony Dow, uh, the wise brother of Theodore Beaver Cleaver. What a guy. And I would say he qualifies as a Renaissance man. Yes. Yeah, he does. And people don't think of it because they just think of his role as a teenager. 
but he actually was a uh, very accomplished athlete before going on that TV show. He was a professional like a swimmer. He was a swimmer, a diver. Uh, yeah, he was quite a guy. Um, so uh, I really was happy to get him on the show. You know, another person we lost this year was Mark Lyon from England. Mark Lyon was the managing director at GTO Engineering. It's based in the United Kingdom. What his company did was they built parts for old vintage Ferraris, but they also rebuilt Ferraris. So you could basically buy a new old vintage Ferrari. And I'm talking about things like GTOs, GTB4 Daytonas, uh, 166 Inters and 365 GTB4s. Uh, amazing company that Mark has built. And what's great about Mark is he built this company up. Sadly, we lost him to an unsuspecting heart attack, as they typically are. But he built this company so that his workers could continue on. The company did not stop with his passing. His company is running. It's thriving. People are still employed. What he did was take his passion for cars and bring it forward into today. And he was another just a spectacular guest. I love having guests from the UK because I just love their accents. They're so much fun to listen to. Uh, but Mark Lyon was quite an amazing guy for sure. Another, were you going to say something? I didn't want to jump on over you. That, no, that's great. You're doing just fine. Uh, Mark Lyon, I wonder if he ever had the opportunity to discuss with Tim Considine the uh, troubles that they had. And I say this rather tongue in cheek because, I mean, there were one or two GTOs made available to the Livingston brothers mm. when My Three Sons was going on. And uh, they loved the look, the sportiness of the car and the performance as long as it held up. But I was told by <laughs> one of the Livingston brothers that um, that GTO spent more time in the mechanic's garage than their own garage. <laughs> so, well, Here's, I mean, those there's were a race history cars. there. Those were, yeah, and those were race cars. They were really, they could be driven on the street, but they were designed to be on the track. And race cars are like race horses. They're temperamental. They need a lot of care, a lot of love. But I tell you, if you bought one back when that show was on air, you probably could have bought a, a Ferrari GTO for less than $5,000. One just recently sold for over $70 million. That would have been a good investment. And you would have had fun with it along the way. So there no you doubt. go. Yeah, no doubt. So let, let me not disrupt you. Please continue. Dr. Fred Simeon, this is a very special guy. Fred Simeon was the founder and executive director of the Simeon Foundation Automotive Museum that's in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It opened back in 2008. He took an amazing, he's probably one of the best vintage race car collections in the world, over 65, and he put them into this museum to share them with the world. The cars he has, being a car aficionado and lover like mine, are the dream cars of anyone who loves European sports cars, U.S. sports cars back from the 60s, 50s, uh, and uh, maybe even a little bit older, some of them. Things like Porsche, Ferrari, Alfa Romeo, Aston Martin, Delahaye. And what Fred did for a living to afford this was he was one of the world's most prominent neurosurgeons. In fact, he was hired by the Saudi royal family to do a heart operation on one of the Saudi royals. They built an actual operating room to his specifications in Saudi Arabia so he could go there and save the man's life. He has a charitable foundation that continues today. His philanthropy was beyond recognition. And if you talk to anyone who ever knew Fred Simeon personally, 
he was an amazing, amazing person. Uh, just an incredible guy that has created something that will live on forever for people to love and experience cars. And the last one on our list here is Paul Deshane. Thankfully, the last one on our list, we still have a month, two months to go. Paul Deshane was an automotive journalist for 40 years. Uh, he's owned over 250 cars. He drove amazing cars. He liked really rare, unique cars. And uh, Paul was an amazing guy. He loved motorcycles. He loved to drive motorcycles. And he did a lot of writing um, for all sorts of magazines, all sorts of journalism type prospects. Um, Paul was just a cool guy. When you met Paul, when you talked to Paul, you just wanted to go hang out with this guy. Uh, so again, he's left behind this legacy of all of his writing and everything he's done. You know, this list of people are so different. They're all so different, but they all had these commonality things about cars and passion and doing things for other people. And that's what life, the secret sauce to life is really all about. Mark Green, thank you so much, sir. You celebrate these colleagues of yours, people you admire. The main thing is to love and remember, and you've done a beautiful job with that task today. Thank you, Mark, for joining us. I appreciate that. And uh, go hug somebody you love. Because, you know, we're not here forever. But uh, this is about thinking back positively on these folks. It's not a sad show. It's a joyous show. And I appreciate you letting me share this. Thank you so much, Mark Green. We will be right back. You've probably heard of Fargo, North Dakota. But we'll bet it's different from what you expected. Add Fargo to your bucket list this fall and find bold autumn colors along the Red River of the North cow print, and Mario Brothers-themed murals, the world's largest dilly bar, and of course, the nicest people you've ever met. Experience North, that is, North of Normal. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please, get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure. Aiken, South Carolina is a small southern town built on equestrian traditions, sporting fun, and outdoor pursuits. It's located in western South Carolina, just 20 miles from the Georgia state line. Aiken has many unique activities to cater to each kind of visitor's needs. Welcome to Aiken, South Carolina. Welcome to the Sporting South. Dr. Sanjay Gupta brings you health tips for a better life, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m., 8 a.m., and 5 p.m., right here on KKNW. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk. Next week, we will have the chance to talk to a man who has done two-lane highways every which way, and I don't know how many times. His name is Jamie Jensen. He is a popular, a fan favorite on American Road Trip Talk, and we're going to talk about fall, the leaves, and the Puritan heritage up in New England. That is going to be a great time. We hope you'll join us. Thanks for tuning in to American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. And by the way, Mark Green, make sure to Google Mark Green Cars Yeah. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road.